Who is the 2022 college football season more important for, Oklahoma or Texas? We're going to have our weekend recap in the second segment, and we're going to talk WWE, NIL, and the Oklahoma Sooners later in the show on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Sooners Nation, and welcome to Locked On Sooners. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And joining me is Josh Helmer. You can follow Josh on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on 1400 Sports Talk, 94.7 The Ref, and on the Sports Talk app on your Google Play or your app store on Apple iPhone, wherever you listen to Sports Talk Radio. Josh, how's it going, man? How was your weekend? It was good, as you can tell. I am a little bit like a tomato on this Sunday evening. Went out to Oklahoma softball, which, of course, was fantastic. I paid for it a little bit dearly on the first base side. But, no, all in all, it's been a good weekend, man. How's, uh, how's yours been? Yeah, it's been good as well. My parents drove up from Texas and brought them up to, uh, to Tahlequah. And, you know, we, we always have a good time. Went and had some Salmonella's, which is the local pizza joint here. It was good to get back in the restaurant for the first time in a couple of years, so that was kind of fun. But yeah, it was a great weekend and just a lot of—I don't know—just a lot of good time with family. Is is busy, two soccer games again, and uh, but we're having a good time with that. So let's get into our first question of the week: Who is the 2022 season more important for, the Oklahoma Sooners or the Texas Longhorns? Josh, I'm going to give you the floor on this one first. I think the obvious answer would be Texas. Right, Coming off a losing season, now entering year two of the Steve Sarkeesian era, they think they have their heir apparent, perhaps, at quarterback in Quinn Ewers. So I think the slam dunk answer would be Texas, but I'm sort of kind of entertaining arguments for this being equally or more important of a season for Oklahoma with a first-year head coach in Brent Venables, the type of momentum that Oklahoma seems to have as a program with uh, the recruiting trail and then just how everybody feels about this hire of Brent Venables. But that can pivot and change quickly if 2022 doesn't play out the way that I think you, I, and many Oklahoma fans, media members feel. Well, so let's just talk about Texas for the, for the to start because what are the expectations even going to be for the Longhorns? Yes, they get a, a really good quarterback in Quinn Ewers coming in, but we saw what it was like having a first-year starter in 2020 in Spencer Rattler. We saw what it was like when Caleb Williams took over and it was his first year starting. Like, what are the reasonable expectations that Texas can make from a, you know, what kind of jump can they make from a five and seven season? Are we expecting them to make the jump to Big 12 title contender? Now, I know Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears went from two wins to Big 12 champion, but is it a reasonable expectation to, to think that Texas should now be able to jump into to Big 12 title contention because I don't necessarily think that that's a reasonable expectation. Now, Longhorns fans might disagree, but I think that for Texas, if you can show improvement, if you can get to eight wins, maybe flirt with 10 wins, I think that'll be enough to kind of put the 
the fire Steve Sarkeesian bandwagon at bay for at least another season because you can show some progression. Does that make sense? Sure it does, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I think for Texas, they need Quinn Ewers to be what everybody is sort of predicting that Quinn Ewers can or will be. So if they get even just that out of this 2022 season where Quinn Ewers, let's just compare it for Oklahoma fans to what we saw with Spencer Rattler. If Quinn Ewers, say, goes through next season and the final seven, eight games, the way that Spencer Rattler had his final seven or eight games in his first season with Oklahoma, where all of a sudden, whether or not Texas is in a Big 12 championship game, obviously OU with Spencer Rattler won a Big 12 championship game with Spencer Rattler. But let's say that you just see the type of production and excitement that Rattler provided for Oklahoma fans, but it's yours providing that for Texas fans. If you can even get that, out of the 2022 season, then realistic Longhorns fans would probably tell you it's a success, but every Texas fan is going to feel like, no, we should be able to make the jump into a Big 12 championship game because Texas, though they have not delivered on those types of expectations, they still feel that's the standard of Texas football, right? Well, it's it's understandable because – you have a national title you know, within this millennium. Oklahoma doesn't, but Oklahoma's been winning the Big 12 championship. So Texas is wanting to be there in that perennial conference title contender. I think, though, like there's a lot still to work on on that Texas team because it's not just the offense. The offense was actually not bad last year. Yes, Casey Thompson wasn't a world beater at quarterback. Hudson Card wasn't the answer either, but – the defense needs a lot of work. Like that's a defense that gave up 57 points to Kansas. I feel like, like just getting improvement on the defensive side of the football, that'll help. But I don't know if the offense is going to be able to do enough to carry that team to a big 12 title game. But I mean, it's always possible because they've got the talent Xavier worthy, Bajan Robinson. They're going to have a solid offensive line. So I think it's definitely possible for them to make the jump. I'm just saying like maybe Texas fans and, and, media members as well can kind of slow down a little bit and not put those expectations out there just yet on the Oklahoma side of things. I do think this is a very important season for them. The national narrative is Oklahoma needs to hang back and wait several years, start building themselves up for the sec. But why they're already a title contender. They're already one of the better teams in the big 12, Even though they didn't win the Big 12 championship in 2021, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances to that. I think we all look back on and kind of agree. But they're a team that's going to be eventually ready to contend. But I think they do have a lot to play for and high expectations going into the season. Again, like you said, the morale around the program is really, really high. The energy around the program is really, really high. And whether it's locally in the conference or nationally, I think there's still a lot of people that have high expectations for this program, despite the coaching change, the quarterback change, uh, the defensive starters lost. We've talked about that. The offensive starters lost. I mean, a ton of turnover on this team. And it's going to be really interesting to see, can this team live up to the expectations despite all the turnover? There's a good chance that they take a step back because of that. But also I think we all, we've looked at this roster and we thought, okay, They've got a lot of really good players that were just kind of waiting for an opportunity to show that they were really good players. And now with all these experienced guys off to the NFL or through the transfer portal, these guys are going to get a chance. Cause I think we, we agree. Like 
the depth on the team was pretty solid. Now it's time for them to take that step into stardom. Again, I think it's just an interesting question to ask who is the season more important for, for Texas, if they come anywhere close to another losing season or flirt with being a 500 football team, seven and five, then as you touched on, you start kind of wondering, is that coaching carousel about to fire back up in Austin, Texas? So that alone is a pretty strong argument that Texas would be the team that this season is quote unquote more important for, but for Oklahoma here, you've had this perch atop the big 12 conference, six straight big 12 championships that OU had won before last season. And if in the first season under Brent Venables, Oklahoma fails to win this league again with the, you know, some of the defections that let's just look at another team that was in the big 12 championship game, Oklahoma State, with some of the defections that they've had on that roster, particularly defensively, if Oklahoma doesn't take advantage of that and win this league with the type of talent and personnel, we could talk what OU's lost all day long. We've spent a lot of time doing that as we've done some of our position breakdowns for Oklahoma. The bottom line is I think you and I and most everyone would agree Oklahoma still has the most talented roster in the Big 12 Conference. So they should win this league. And if they fail to do that, that would be obviously not a great sign in the first year under Brent Venables with that SEC move not too awfully far away. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be able to overcome some of the the struggles against Baylor. I mean, they beat Baylor two years ago, but it was a bit of a struggle to do that. They lost to Baylor last year. And I think a lot of people that you look at like Athlon Sports or College Football News, different places, they're looking at Baylor as kind of the contender, the the favorite, the athletic, the favorite to win the conference. So it'll be it's going to be really fascinating to watch. And I think, like you said, Oklahoma's expectations are conference title, and they're going to stay there for for a while until either we get to the SEC, which I think that's still going to be the expectation is you're you're gunner for the conference title, but there's a bit of more of an understanding that's going to be a little bit harder task to do that and i think there's some reason to be okay with that um that doesn't necessarily kind of take away from the idea that you still want to strive for that but you're going to be a little bit more understanding if you drop games to alabama versus dropping a game to kansas state or iowa state so it's fascinating to see and i think we're gonna have to talk about you know which team do we fear the most uh, heading into the 2022 season because i think there's several answers to this and some underrated teams to to watch in the Big 12, not just the guys that we've been talking about at the top. Coming up next, we're going to give you our weekend recap, talk about what happened on baseball, softball, some gymnastics stuff happening as well. But first, I want to talk to you about Stat Hero, who is sponsoring today's show. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickups pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. You get to take back control from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players that you know the best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and the fastest way to get your sports action fix. So go to stathero.com, use promo code Locked On. Stathero.com slash locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. And I want to thank you for listening to Locked On Sooners. We're 
so glad that you're making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. We're free and available on all platforms, YouTube, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Josh, time for the weekend recap. Softball continues to crush it. Now 32 and 0. 32 and 0, still undefeated. Though they got a test. They did, John, from UAB on Saturday after the run rule victory to open this two-game set, came back, and Sarah Cespedes for UAB was tremendous versus Oklahoma. Only struck out one, but really kind of kept OU at bay, which we haven't seen a lot of pitchers or teams in general do that to this Oklahoma offense this season. She did that all the way up until the sixth inning when it was just Oklahoma's offense, they're going to break out eventually, right? There's only so long you can keep Oklahoma softball down. Jada Coleman hits what winds up being the game-winning home run. It was quickly followed by a home run as well from Lindsey Elam, who remains on just an absolute tear of late for Oklahoma. So still perfect. And what Patty Gasso no doubt loves, right? You come out of a weekend where you remain unbeaten, and yet you kind of, in some ways... I'm sure she didn't feel totally complete about the type of performance that Oklahoma played versus UAB on Saturday, but again, still perfect. So everybody's happy. Yeah. You're, you're winning, but some things to work on. And that's, that's an okay place to be, you know, especially when you're a team that's been as dominant and you get tested, it's good to, it's a good little reminder, like, Hey, we're going to get everybody's best. If we don't show up, to the ballpark, ready to go every single day. We're going to get tested like this, and at any moment we could drop one. Because, I mean, let's look at baseball, any sport, especially these ones where you play these long seasons. It's really, really hard to go undefeated for a whole season. We talked with Macy Turley a few weeks ago, and she mentioned that. Like, it's the expectation isn't to go undefeated because it's so hard to do that in softball because you just have one off day. You run into a pitcher like Cespedes, who has a really hot game. And that's just the way it goes. And so softball continuing to win 26 run-wool victories now. Grace Lyons finished it on Friday night with a grand slam walk-off home run to win that one on Friday night. On the baseball side of things, the Oklahoma Sooners drop a tough one to the Texas Longhorns 12-8 to on Sunday, lose the, se- the weekend series to the Longhorns. Man, this one was rough. They had a 7-1 lead. Going into the seventh, Chaz Martinez was pitching really, really well, Was had gone five and a third innings, had only given up one run. But then two three-run home runs in the seventh inning, uh, not the game up, and then Texas is able to keep control from there. Um, the, the Oklahoma Sooners just really couldn't battle back once Texas got some momentum. Frustrating into what ultimately was a really positive week for Oklahoma, John. They beat Oklahoma State to start the week in the midweek, then lose game one to Texas, come right back, win on Saturday, force the rubber match on Sunday. It looks like they're trending to take the series versus number eight Texas, leading seven to one. And then you mentioned it, the you know three, uh, the two three-run home runs in that seventh inning. The ninth inning got away from Oklahoma's bullpen as well. So that's something that obviously they're going to have to tighten up here moving forward. Can't let those types of games get away when you've got a 7-1 to lead over a team like Texas or, or anybody. But ultimately, again, it, it winds up being a really, really positive week for Oklahoma. I don't have the 
RPI numbers directly in front of me right here, right now, this second. But it was already a productive week for OU in that regard, just with the Oklahoma State win alone in the midweek. I think they jumped 10 or 12 spots in the college baseball RPI rankings. Surely they've uh, seen a similar jump, too, just from beating Texas the, the one time. It would have been a really, really nice jump if they had won this uh, series, obviously, you know, today uh, versus Texas on Sunday. Didn't play out that way, but overall a positive week for Oklahoma baseball. Yeah, and hopefully going forward, they're going to be able to close out these games where they get big leads because that's what it takes. You can't just get a big lead. you got to be able to hold on to it and close it out. Women's Gymnastics wins in the, wins their regional there in Norman, and they're heading on to the national championship down in Fort Worth where they'll face Minnesota in the semifinal of that one. Uh, the women's gym team, number one in the country, continue to just dominate and put on spectacular performances. If you're not following the women's gym Twitter account, at least, if you're not watching, at least follow their Twitter account because it's always phenomenal. Just the, uh, the skill, but also like the passion that they show when they complete a, uh, an event and the team shows is just really, really fun to watch. This is, this is one of the more underrated sports um, in, at Oklahoma, but I think it's, they're one of the best in the country at what they do, and they have been for a long time now. No doubt. And it was expected, obviously, for, for them to go compete for the national championship now. So they'll head down to Fort Worth, where you would say the number one team in the country, Oklahoma's the favorite going into this thing, though Florida, Michigan, Alabama, all three of – those uh, gymnastic squads will certainly be a challenge for Oklahoma. So we'll just have to see how it plays out now down uh, trying to capture another national championship for KJ Kidler and company. Yep. And coming up next, we're going to dig into a little NIL WWE WrestleMania is happening as we're speaking and recording right now. And uh, WWE is starting to get into NIL and it made me raise the question. Gable Stevenson, the, the Minnesota wrestling national champion or Iowa, was he Iowa? Iowa, yes. Iowa. So Iowa National Champions made an appearance at WrestleMania. So it begs the question, who of the current Oklahoma Sooners athletes across all sports should the WWE target for NIL? And we'll talk about that after I tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Josh, so this is the question. I've been posing it to different people around Oklahoma and, uh, yeah, just people I know that like wrestling. And, and I'm not sure. Are you? Have you been a big wrestling fan? Are you a wrestling fan at all? I was not a huge wrestling fan growing up. It just wasn't, you know, in my household, dad was always watching Chiefs football and Royals baseball and, of course, Oklahoma Sooners football. So watched a lot of that growing up, kind of what dad watched. And he was not a big wrestling guy, though a bunch of my friends certainly were and are wrestling fans. And matter of fact, I, I have watched a little bit of WrestleMania tonight where Johnny Knoxville and others have made appearances. So uh it's uh it's entertaining i yep. you know certainly not that i'm not a fan just not necessarily something i grew up with yeah it's uh what, what do they call those those songs you, it's a guilty pleasure of mine um sure. to enjoy wrestling 
I, I used to, I loved it growing up, watching it as a kid. I had my, my wrestling action figures, my wrestling ring, and then kind of got away from it. And then when we, when our baby came home from the hospital, a lot of late nights up with him, started watching YouTube videos of wrestling. I was like, okay, I still really enjoy this. So I got back into it, but it, it's really interesting what the WWE is doing now. They're, they're looking at college athletes who may or may not have a professional career in their sport that they're playing targeting them with NIL deals with the hopes of bringing them into their developmental program down the road. We talked about, uh, you know, Gail Stevenson as one of those guys, he's, he's bound into, he's going to be a star at, at the WWE level. It's just going to happen. He's got the wrestling background. He's really good at it. He's got good strength and he looks like a guy that's got really good charisma as well. That that's going to play into his ability to break in and then stay and have staying power at the WWE level. So looking at Oklahoma rosters as they're currently constructed, could be softball, baseball, football, basketball, uh, track and field, gymnastics, who's somebody you think of that Oklahoma or that the WWE should target for an NIL deal to put in their developmental program? Well, a couple of the names that I'm going to share with you, I think both have professional futures in their respective sports. But throw that aside for just the moment, right? Maybe this isn't exactly who the WWE would necessarily be targeting, but you're looking for star power, right? She's mm-hmm. got a background in wrestling. She was a wrestling state champion. What about a Jocelyn Allo? Yeah, I'd be all about that. And you know what's interesting is because of the, the Hawaiian connection, the Polynesian connection, you, know, you look at guys like Roman Reigns and then the Usos, who are the tag team champions. Roman Reigns, the universal champion. Jocelyn Allo could be the next great, you know, Islander to come into to WWE. I mean, she's she'd be definitely a baby face because she's got like that that bright personality, that that joyful charisma. Um, but I could also see situations where, like, you know, as she was frustrated with all those those uh, teams that were walking her intentionally so often, you could see like the frustration start to build and you could see a heel turn about to happen where she's going to turn to the bad guy um, at some point. So I thought I thought that's a great name. Sticking with softball, I want to throw another one at you. Mackenzie Donahue, somebody who's just got this electric, energetic personality and I think could be like the bad guy almost because she's like so boisterous, so uh, bombastic with herself you know like with the way she does her business whether it's stomping on the plate whenever she gets to home or you know pounding the fence whenever she catches a make you know makes a really nice play in, in left field uh that's that's one that really kind of came to my not my mind out of nowhere i don't know why uh on the football side of things the person that stands out to most people when i ask him is danny stutzman i think this is a guy that could end up playing in the nfl probably will he's got that ability um how long he plays in the NFL is the question, but he's got a really great personality. He's very athletic. He's physical. Potentially he's got an NFL or a WWE career ahead of him too. That was the other name I was going to share with you was Danny Stutzman. He was actually the first sooner athlete that current sooner athlete that came to mind for me. He's got the personality, right? Which is the most important element. You have to have that stage presence And he's not bashful in that regard. We've seen some of that on social media. I mean, he's already been wrestling pigs or hogs or whatever, right? So he's got that part down. Yeah, he's definitely going to have the the charisma and the attitude 
uh, that they'd be looking for for somebody like that. Now, I'm going to give you another one that's kind of out of nowhere, just kind of outside the box, and that's Vernon Turner. He's the high jump tra- champion uh, for the track and field team, national indoor champion. Athletic is all get out, and I think that's something that that WWE is targeting, not just guys that they think are going to be good on the mic or you know really strong, but they're looking for athletes. And this guy, I mean, setting personal records every time he goes out there and jumps, national indoor champion, he's got the athleticism. And he reminds me a lot, and this is a current tag team, of uh, Montez Ford. Um, oh, man, I'm, I'm blanking now on the, on the team name. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's a, just a super athletic dude that does backflips and you know, flying off the top rope all the time. But, yeah, man, Vern, they're, and they're targeting track and field athletes as well as swimmers and women's basketball players. And so maybe, yeah, Vernon Turner could be somebody that they, that they get after. Um, another one I would like to see them kind of look at, and this is a guy that's going to have a long NFL career, so I don't think this is going to happen. And he's not on a current roster, but it's Perry on Winfrey. That dude, he's very understated in what he says, but he's very poignant in what he says. Like, he makes big impacts with the, the soft-spoken ability that he has. And I think that's a really impressive thing. A lot of guys can get out there on the mic and yell and scream and, and try to make an impact, but he's kind of in the Bane mold of of the uh the potential villain where you know bane didn't have to yell to get his point across he was very soft-spoken very subtle and struck fear into everybody around him i feel like perry winfrey could kind of be that guy as well all he's got to do is walk out into the mat right and he's already striking fear and it's somebody's heart he's just got that physical stature about him what about coaching staff members for oklahoma Jerry Schmidt, I think, would be a popular selection for a lot of folks out there. Your head football coach, Brent Venables. I'm not trying to necessarily uh, tangle with Brent Venables too awfully much. Porter Moser is Mr. Energy himself. He he could certainly provide the type of stage presence required. Yeah, I think think? so, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think any of those guys would be great, like managers on the mic for their guy. You know, like if their guy wasn't very good on the mic, then they could be the guy, like Brent Venables. I mean, he can go up there and talk for hours on the stage. They'd have to like hit the red light and tell him and pull him with the hook. But uh, another one, another coach, Jay Volai. Have you seen pictures of this dude? He's like absolutely stacked, and I don't think any players are going to mess with him. He could go and step into a WWE ring right now and be very impressive because he's just a physical specimen. I, I think that would be a really interesting one too. Um, anybody on the basketball side of thing that might stick out to you on the men's or women's side? Uh, Elijah Harkless is one to me, like a tough dude, athletic guy, um, physical, has good intensity. What about you? That's, that's a great selection, Elijah Harkless. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Ryan Spangler from years past, he's not a current Oklahoma basketball player, but he's sort of just tailor-made, right, to be mm-hmm. a, a WWE guy. Anybody else from, from Sooners histories, Sooners lore? I mean, Brian Bosworth obviously sticks out. We've got Dr. Death Steve Williams, uh, Jack Swagger that was part of Oklahoma at one point in time. Anybody else that kind of sticks out to you that might be somebody who could have benefited from something like this? Man, I, I think you just go down the, the list of guys that you say he was mean and rugged and take your pick from there. And probably there's a handful of guys. I sort of saw you, you post this out there and some of the responses. 
a couple of Eric Stryker responses, mm-hmm. which I think he's another great submission just because, again, he's such a great orator, which to me is such a key component of it. You, you could be a terrific athlete, and of course that's you know a big bonus, but how you present yourself is maybe the, the biggest part of all of it. And Eric Stryker, if we're talking about suitors that could talk, Eric Stryker, my man could talk. Yeah, that'd be a great one too. And he's already got a great built-in name too. Like, I mean, I always loved Eric Stryker just for his name. It was perfect for a linebacker. Like, I'm going to come out and strike you. That's exactly what I'm going to do. It's so obvious. And sometimes the best wrestling names are the obvious ones. So anyway, this is just a lot of fun tied in with WrestleMania. I thought it was a good discussion topic because we need to get some Oklahoma Sooners with some WWE NIL deals. we got to get them out there. So start pushing them out there on social media. Tag WWE and your favorite uh, Oklahoma Sooner and get them a NIL deal. So let's do that. Thank you so much for listening to the show. That's going to do it for today. For Josh, I'm John. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back tomorrow to continue breaking down spring stuff, getting ready for the 2022 season. Might talk some NFL draft as well. But we'll do all that on tomorrow's show. For Josh Helmer, I'm John Williams. Catch you next time. Boomer Sooners.